Hey kings and queens, welcome back to another episode of Tortured Souls. Today um, is going to be a little bit of like a deeper, harder, darker topic. Just anything about suicide and like hospitals, trauma, like all of that. Huge trigger warning. So if you are not in the best headspace, like please do not watch this. For my own emotional well-being, I am going to have this video a little bit more structured. Just so I don't have to like keep reliving certain things over and over again and having it go down like paths that it doesn't need to go down. With that being said, let's get onto the video. Let's start back from the beginning, which takes us to February 22nd, 2020. I was extremely suicidal and I was not doing well. I asked my mother to drive me to the nearest psych ward. Two days later on February 24th, my psychiatrist asked me if I was ready to go and they had put me on like the unit called like ICU which is scary and awful so I was like yes I'm ready to go like I don't want to be here because they had like no beds anywhere else so that was literally like all like the only place I could go I said yeah I'm ready to go and the next day I was still sad because I was not ready to go so I was like suicidal still and just all day like I was trying to use different coping skills I was trying different things to help cope with the situation and like cope with the feelings I was having and as the day just went on I just like was still feeling the same feeling worse even so I kind of just got to the point where I was just like I'm over this like I need to go this is my time like I can't keep living like this I'm too sad I'm too numb nothing makes sense it doesn't feel like there's any purpose to be here and that it will like never get better because at this point i had done so much like i've tried i've been in treatment so many times i've done so many like innovative treatments and like been on like every antidepressant every medication you could ever think of and nothing is working and i'm still feeling this way still feeling shitty and so it just felt like that was literally like the only option on like how to end my suffering. So I drove myself to the mall near my house. It was a lot of like sitting, standing, sitting, standing, trying to figure out like, you know, like what was happening? Is this worth it? You know, and like as I'm sitting and standing up on that ledge, like it's a parking garage. I people are driving by people are walking by and like no one's saying anything no one people are looking at me but people like no one's coming up to me checking on me you know what I mean and it's no one's responsibility to do that but it really just affirmed to me that no one cared and that there was no point in being here I think the thing that just kept holding me back was that like I was scared I was gonna be in pain and I thought it was just gonna be like instantaneous death but like during that instantaneous death process like is there pain because like we don't really know because they died I just kept thinking like what if there's pain like how much pain is it gonna be like falling on the fucking ground is a lot of pain I was just kept trying to tell myself like it's one second of pain for like an eternity of peace like get over yourself like you can suck it up literally I didn't like I couldn't actually jump like it was too scary so I just like sat there and like flung myself forward and I would say like about halfway down like I blacked out um 
Like the last thing I remember is that feeling when you're like on a roller coaster, you know, those ones that like go up and then just drop in that stomach, like your stomach feeling. That's the last thing I remember. I didn't want anyone to like watch me die or like anything. Like obviously someone was going to find my body, but I didn't want anyone to have to see it. So I did it when no one was like around, but it turns out that there was this guy, like, like a, a guy who worked at the mall who was on his lunch break. And so he saw me falling from the sky, um, which is just awful, like really, really awful. Uh, I hope to like one day find him and pay for his therapy because that's just awful. <laughs> it's like everyone closest to me in my life were like traumatized by this. Like I, I can't imagine like his, but anyway, um, so I woke up in like agonizing pain and like I was screaming my head off, like screaming like that. I just remember screaming and like, it was weird because it didn't feel like it was me screaming like because I do remember there was a point in my head where I like did like a body check almost where I was like okay my feet and like lower body are hurting so I'm not paralyzed there like I kind of like moved like my back like a little and I was like that would hurt but I was like okay I'm not paralyzed and then I kind of moved my neck and then I was like okay so I'm not paralyzed and but this entire time like I'm screaming but I'm not like paying attention to my screaming. I'm paying attention to like, am I paralyzed? Um, you know, eventually like the ambulance and them came and like, I don't even fully remember what was happening. I do know that like later when the police officers called my mom to tell her what happened, they told her that like, like he was kind of in shock and he was like, yeah, they had to, like, peel her off the ground. So, like, that's what my mom thought on the way to the hospital, which is just, like, awful to, like, imagine and then just also be, like, thinking about. But um, in the ambulance, it was just, like, hectic and I was still screaming. Like, there was three people back there and they were trying to calm me down but I just I was screaming still and could not stop and then like I would say about like halfway to the hospital I like was able to stop screaming and like say my name and like it's all such a whirlwind so it's honestly like some of these things might totally not have happened in this order but these are just how I remember um the storyline so like we get to the trauma room and like there's everyone around me just everyone and like asking a million questions and I'm like in fucking pain like out of my mind you know like I'm like give me the fucking pain meds now like give me morphine like don't ask me what medications I'm on like give me my fucking pain meds and like obviously they're doing their jobs but I was just like no like I'm not doing well and you know on the way to the ambulance like on in the ambulance and on the way there and even at this point like I still thought I was gonna die because I really did think like there's no way I'm gonna survive like, I genuinely, when I flung myself off that building, I didn't think I was coming back. <laughs> like, I really just thought, like, this is the end. That was just a whirlwind of things. And I remember there was a point where, like, they blew this, like, thing up under me. And it, so it, like, you know, like, relieved the pressure on my back. And I remember it was, like, literally, like, probably, like, two seconds. And it was, like, the biggest relief ever of, like, pain on my back. And I was... 
I do remember like they when they like started blowing it back down I just in my head I was like no no like blow it back up blow it back up it just felt so good yeah it was just really painful which is also just like super ironic because like when I was trying to decide like you know tell myself to like actually jump I was like it's one second of pain one second of pain wrong now I have chronic pain so that's cool daily pains we love that so during that like trauma room process like there was a point where like my parents came in and then I was just like saying like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and just like crying you know and like my mom's crying and I don't even remember seeing my the, like dad's facial expression but I do remember hearing him and like he was like patting my head and stuff and just saying it's okay I know at one point they were like stitching my forehead because I like had a cut and it was like an intern and like you know I'm all for the Grey's Anatomy moment but like I just remember thinking also to myself like why the fuck are they letting an intern like put stitches in my forehead like on my face like I definitely think they didn't think I was going to survive at that point because I'm like why the fuck would you let an intern like they were asking like I could hear the intern asking is this the right stitch is this this like, I swear they must have not thought I was going to survive at that point. And, like, that was some just corpse, like, letting this intern practice on me. Also, because, like, afterwards, like, I could see if I could try and find some pictures. Because, honestly, I deleted a lot of pictures from that moment. Because I just... I also didn't take any because I felt ugly. I'm going to see if you can see. Like, there's, like, this slight bump. And that's how it's been, like, from the beginning. Like, it always healed with this, like, slight bump. And my mom would always ask the doctors, like, is that right? Is that right? And, like... I don't even remember the answers, but like me and her were just like, I don't think they did that right. And then especially since I have the memory of the intern literally asking like if he was doing the stitch right. I, that really did cross my mind where I was just like, why the fuck would you let an intern like on my face too? I don't know. I need to get over it because it already happened, but it was just like confusing to me. At this point, like I think I was already on like the ketamine, which they gave me I think for the pain so I was like really disassociating on the ketamine like I have a lot of memories about that because it was so scary because I mean I think it's already unfathomable for like anyone that like someone jumps off a third story building is like alive I mean just that but then also alive and so for me and myself like I was just like I don't I didn't believe that that was what was happening and so you know with all the pain meds and the ketamine I was just like hella disassociating and I really thought I was just like like I didn't think this was real life I really didn't and like it took me a little bit to like be like come to terms that like this was reality and I wasn't like in a nightmare that was just really scary because I also remember going into the OR and like there was like I don't know if it was um blood or like but there was bags of things because I do remember like hitting the bags and like them keep putting my hands down but me just being like is this real life is this real life like I remember asking that a lot then there was a point to that my parents came back in so that must have been before where the doctor came in too and like I don't remember any faces of any of these doctors any of these people at all because like later a lot of them would come and ask me and be like do you remember me and I'm like no and like a lot of them would ask me that and I'm like did you think I was in a space to like remember your face I don't know my parents came in and there was a point where like someone said like Oh, so you're gonna be fine you're not gonna die like it's just gonna be a long road ahead of you and I was so shook I was so shook like really I was 
I, I, I was like, no. Like, no. That's not possible. How? Like, I was supposed to die. Like, you know, just, like, all this stuff. Like, this did not go to plan. <laughs> like, I literally was just, like, a long road ahead, like, ahead of me. And, like, no. Like, I'm supposed to be dead. I just, I, I don't think I could come to terms with it. And, like, maybe that's also why, like, on the way to the OR, I was like, is this real life? Because, like, that is not real life shit. You do not jump off a building three stories high. And it's just, oh, it's a long road ahead of you. And actually, like, a few months ago, um, at the building next door to my dad's office, someone on the third story jumped off and, like, they hit the sidewalk, which is, like, I hit the pavement and they died. And, like, I don't know if they hit their head. I don't even know how I fell. Like, I can assume based on my injuries. But, like, that was just, like, a really eye-opening experience. Um, or, I mean, like, story to hear because like we fell at the same height the same like you know anyway I think you all know what I'm saying from this injury I had three surgeries like within like that hospital stay and then I've had a lot of other issues that have come about from this which have happened in like such the littlest of ways like you won't even think about but I'm gonna go into that in like the next um, episode like the full details of it all but for the sake of this video and like the knowledge you need to know I will tell you that so on my right foot my big toe the bone dislocated and it came out of the the skin but it didn't break it's just dislocated which I also didn't think that could happen they put the bone back in and then they stitched up that little foot like there's a little scar on my like right knee I had this huge scar I guess it was like a, a pretty big wound that they had to clean out and do or something and then I broke like severely broke my pelvis it the bone somehow some way cut into my vagina I don't know how I really really don't I don't know how that makes sense but it did and so they had to obviously stitch that up which made my IUD fall out. So that was already one consequence because I had to get that IUD again. And if you ever gotten an IUD, you know how fucking painful that shit is. And I had just gotten it in two months prior to that. So like, I had to go, I had to go through that again. And then like, they obviously like finished stitching up this like forehead cut. But so that was kind of what happened that night in that surgery. And I woke up in, like, my room, and my mom was in there, and it was, like, probably, like, 1 a.m. And, like, I still didn't even really, like, know what was happening fully. Like, I was so confused. I mean, I had just gotten out of surgery, and, like, I was still on, like, pain meds. I mean, and I was on pain meds for, like, three, four months straight. I think, you know, that night I just kind of fell asleep, and then in the morning I, like, woke up, and, like, that's really when everything hit, where I was, like, damn... I don't know that's really all I can say is like damn like that just really I, that's my new word these days it's just like when something disappointing or something happens you're just like damn I just feel like it really encompasses the whole like mood but anyway so the point is like I just was confused you know and I was still on pain meds and it was like here like take these medications and then um use this mouthwash because like I chipped three of my teeth um which has also caused more issues since then. Um, but I guess, like, I could have gotten, like, 
an infection on like my chipped teeth so I was taking like antibiotic mouthwash a few times a day and I was just like I didn't even know that existed you know I had a catheter in so like I didn't even have to worry about peeing which is kind of cool but like I was stuck in that bed because also I was at a hospital here in San Diego where I guess like the surgeon specializes in pelvic like pelvic bones and so that hospital doesn't even take my insurance but we literally had to like force the insurance to let me stay for like another week or something like that so that um this guy could do my surgery so that was actually on leap day where i got that pelvic surgery which just means that for from the 25th that night to the 29th in the morning i literally had a broken pelvis like severely broken pelvis that i literally just had to lay in bed like that with that pelvis like i couldn't move obviously but also you can't just not move for four days like your body needs to be like circulated and you can't just like have bed sores so it was like every two hours like and i had someone sitting with me one because it was a suicide attempt but then also because i could not do anything on my own like at all like every two hours they'd come and like switch my pillows you know they can give you pain meds let me tell you there's there's i don't think there's any pain med in the world that could like cover the entire pain of this so like regardless i was still in pain it was just a lot like i had a couple people who came to visit me um during that which was like helpful but it really was like i was just like hey hey and like also like super tired from all the meds so i just was like like we watched like food network and i was still just like but i mean i appreciate all those people like anyone who came and saw me and like reached out to me i really appreciated during that time i mean this suicide attempt like really changed my life like obviously and it really like turned around my point of view on life because like it really is like a medical miracle that i'm alive like the doctors were just like we've never seen this before like we have never seen like someone fall from that height and like one be alive but then also like is gonna fully recover and like continue to be able to do every activity they've done before like they'll have pain but they'll still be able to do it and so like literally just every doctor was just like what and like the psychiatrist would come in the next day too like i mean every day to evaluate me and I don't know it was just like you could tell when they were looking at me like the nurses everyone like when new people would come in like almost with this sense of like amazement and it sounds weird almost to say that like like I'm some like I don't know but it's like that really was what was happening and it really honestly is like I shouldn't be alive I shouldn't be like I, I very much should be dead but I'm not and there's some kind of reason for that and I mean also this like attempt like really changed everything for me because like since I should be dead and like I did think I was dying the entire time so it like is a near-death experience um I definitely like it re like really restored my faith and I just was like someone was with me like that's not possible um scientifically there's no explanation for why i am alive and then on top of that with no brain you know impact no spinal cord injury nothing 
it really just means someone was with me and so that really was like after I like you know was healing from all this stuff and like started being able to walk again and like physical therapy and get back to like normal life I mean this happened literally right before COVID so like normal life never came again after this and then once I stopped being like pretty angry at the world and like I mean I still struggled with like suicide like ideation after that and like still sometimes do but later that summer I did end up getting ECT which if some of you don't know who that is I mean what that is it's like I think I don't know what even what it stands for but it's like electro something where essentially like they would initiate like a seizure in my brain for like a minute at a time Monday Wednesday Friday and it was awful it was horrible it was painful it was just all bad things like they would put you under for like five minutes so that they could do this like one minute seizure but like you woke up in pain you just had a freaking seizure like my jaw would hurt like it would be like it would knock you out like it's a massive headache like it was bad but like that honestly really did help it's kind of like one of those like last resort kind of movements like moments but it helped and like it caused a lot of short-term memory at the beginning like loss at the beginning but what I kind of found and it's like this is the only way I like was able to explain it was that besides this jump there was one other like suicide plan that I had and coincidentally the first job I got after this attempt forced me to drive past that every time I like went home you know there'd be days where like there'd be a fucking Karen at work or something and I'd be like all right it's time to go but it was like I'd have the thought just because like that was already a previously planned in my head but my brain like it was like there was a wire but my brain like literally could not make that connection to where like this is like you will actually do it I don't know if that makes sense like this is the thought this is the action and like my brain will no longer make that connection like it won't like I'll even like I could think about it but like it will not make that connection to the point where I'll act on it and it's really hard to explain that but like that's literally what it does um so yeah that's been helpful and that's been cool and then just like restoring my faith and then like kind of had like another possible like near-death experience later in 2020 um yeah and then like I went to like trauma therapy after that and so like honestly with all of that combined giving more into my spirituality meeting like people who actually care about me like having friends again like being social all of that just has helped like get out of that mindset during these last two years my cat my cat is a very curious cat he's probably gonna start meowing and he's behind this backdrop well, I'm going to wrap up the video here I did want to just say like you know if anyone is like suicidal like please reach out to someone please talk to someone anyone would love to listen to you over you you know attending your funeral it's not worth it it definitely does get better and I'm not like some like amazing human like hero but like if you just want to take me for an example then like you could literally like get to the worst of the worst of the worst of what you think it is and that was the worst of the worst for me and you can still like rise above it and like overcome it you know it's like it's a mental illness so it's like any kind of you know like diabetes I guess like it's gonna be chronic it's gonna be there forever but like you can manage it you can work on the symptoms you can help it so it doesn't get to like 
I don't know what the diabetes like bad thing is so I don't really know why I said that but like whatever like the equivalent would be to like you know self-harming or whatever your addiction vice is so it's something like I'm gonna struggle with forever but like it's managed and I feel like I'm at a more stable level now just like acknowledging that like it does get better and like I did literally hit rock bottom and like I literally rose above that so it's like I feel like honestly at this point like and when I'm not like hating on myself I really feel like strong and like powerful and like resilient because this event in itself like I've had a lot of other traumatic experiences but this event in itself was one of the hardest things I ever had to go through um and like because it still does impact me today it still is something I think that will forever like be stuck like stuck with me um I mean it's part of my story but like on an emotional level and I think that's honestly going to be good for me to have that stuck with me forever because it's a constant reminder that like you fucking did it you fucking survived and you can survive anything so if I can do it you can do it and don't give up in the next video I'll be talking about like you know the injuries and more in depth of like all the impact that that has had on my life um there's my cat but in the meantime be you stay cool stay alive <laughs> bye